leap. Are you ready for this morning? All right, let's read from the book of Joshua, starting chapter 1 and verse number 1. It says this, After the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, it came to pass that the Lord spoke to Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' assistant, saying, Moses, my servant is dead. Now therefore arise, go over this Jordan, you and all this people, to the land which I am giving to them, the children of Israel. Every place, listen to this, every place that the sole of your foot will tread upon, I have given you, as I said to Moses. Verse 4 says, from the wilderness and this Lebanon as far as the great river and the river Euphrates, all the land of the Hittites and the great sea, going toward the, uh, toward the going down of the sun shall be your territory. No man shall be able to stand before you all the days of your life, and as I was with Moses, so I'll be with you. I will not leave you nor forsake you. A couple great verses to memorize is verse 8 and verse number 9. Listen to verse 8 and 9. It says, This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night, that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it. For then you'll make your way prosperous, and you'll have good success. Verse 9 says, Have I not commanded you? Be strong and of good courage. Do not be afraid nor be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Amen? Great verses to meditate on, great verses to memorize. It says, though, in verse number 3, listen to this. God says to Joshua, every place, every piece of land, every territory that you place your foot upon, I'm going to give you. That's a great promise, isn't it? I mean, that's just fantastic. Every place you step, wherever your foot goes, I'm going to give you that piece of land. But there's just one catch. How many you know there's always a catch? Right? Always some sort of, you know, if and, and catch and fine print. But it's really clear, and here's the catch to what God is saying to Joshua. I'm going to give you this piece of land. It's going to be yours. It's your inheritance. You're going to own it. But here's the catch. You have to put your foot on it. Hallelujah. You actually have to take your foot and you actually have to step on it. Your foot has to leave where it is now and your foot has to go to that piece of land. Physically put your foot on it. It's the only catch. Huh? Wherever you put your foot, I'm going to give you that piece of land. You just have to put your foot. You have to make the leap. You have to leave where you are, and you have to go, you have to go from here. You have to go all the way to there. Huh? You just got to make a leap of faith. It's just, this, it's just a leap. You have to go. I'm going to be with you. I'm going to be with you all the way. Don't be discouraged. Don't be dismayed. Be of good courage. I'm going with you. I'll never leave you. I'll never forsake you. But you have to go. Amen? Just a leap of faith. I have a, I have a bucket list, right? Does anybody have a bucket list? I got a bucket list. I have a literal list. I mean, it's like three pages long. Things I want to do in my lifetime. And some of them I've been able to check off. This uh, summer, in just a few weeks, uh, 
be heading to a family conference, preach a family conference in Vietnam. I'm going to stop by L.A., and uh, I'm going to go visit John Wayne Starr on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. Come on, somebody. The greatest actor in the history of cinema. Okay, so, so that's on my bucket list. Not the most difficult thing in the world, but I, I've always wanted to do it, so I'm going to go do it this summer, right? But I have another little thing on my bucket list, a little more difficult. I want to go skydiving. How many of you have ever been skydiving? Has anybody ever been skydiving? You're my hero if you have. All right. So I want to go skydiving. There's just one problem. Cynthia won't let me. Our life insurance, our life insurance does not cover death by skydiving. All right. So if anything happens to me, she won't be rich. And so, so she won't let me go. So I have to send her away. She's got to go on a missions trip. And said, honey, why don't you go bless some people in another country? Just go, and then I'm going to go skydiving. So that's how that's going to work. Don't tell her. Uh, it's our secret. Okay? But I have no interest in bungee jumping. There's nothing about bungee jumping that I look at and I go, yeah, yeah, that's, that's what I want to do. I trust a parachute way more than I do a rubber band. That's just me. I just have that. And one of the reasons is I saw a video one time, and I want to play This guy went bungee jumping. right? They throw out an extra bungee and go, oh, no, 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 wait, wait, wait. You'd find a corpse hanging at the end of that rubber band because I'd have died of a heart attack halfway down, right? And so I have no interest in going bungee jumping, but you just want to take a leap. Listen, when you go skydiving, you just have to step out of the plane, now, maybe they make you go, jump out. I don't know. That might be what it takes for me to actually get out of the plane. But you just have to make a leap of faith. In Habakkuk, the second chapter, God speaks to the prophet Habakkuk, and here's what he says. Habakkuk starts in verse number one of chapter two, and he says, listen, I'm going to set myself apart. I'm going to set myself apart, and I am going to see what God says. And then here's what God says. He says, Habakkuk, I want you to write the vision down. I want you to make it plain upon tablets. I want you to make it so plain that when somebody reads it, hey, man, they can run with it. 
He says, I want you to, to write it down. I want you to make it plain. I want somebody to run with it. And then here's what I want. I want, I want you to just make it so clear. And, and listen, I want you to be patient. I want you to just run with it. Be patient. But I also want you to know this, that if anybody's too proud, if anybody's too arrogant, he said that person is an unjust person. And it says this in Habakkuk chapter 2. It says this, that the just are going to live by faith. The just are going to live by faith. Now, why is it? Why is it? Because God is saying, here's, here's, my, here's my interpretation of Habakkuk chapter 2. I, say, I just think that God says, hey, I want you to set yourself apart. I want you to hear my voice. And then when I speak to you, I want you to write down what I say. Just write it down. When you write it down, it will become clear. I want you to write down what I say, and then here's the rest of how I interpret the rest of that verse, and then I want you to do this, Habakkuk. I want you to go for it. I want you to go for it. I want you to to listen to my voice. I want you to write down what I say, and then I want you to just go for it. I want you to do it. I want you to make that leap. I want you to leave your comfort zone. I want you to leave apathy and complacency behind, and I want you to just make a leap of faith. Hallelujah. Sometimes we don't have a choice. I mean, sometimes we we back ourselves into a corner, and that's it. In fact, there was a lady by the name of Margaret Shepard, and here's what she said. She said, sometimes your only mode of transportation is a leap of faith. Sometimes your only mode of transportation is a leap of faith. That means you just have to believe. You have to do something. You have to just get out of here. You've got to go for it. Amen. There was a couple who attended our church years ago. Their names were Jim and Diana Hartnett. And they were, man, they were so faithful to our church. And they served, and, and, and Diana would work kids in the nursery, and, and, and Jim would help us set up and tear down. Man, for eight years, we'd set up and tear down. And they just served so faithful in the church. But Jim would just come to me, and they had a teenage boy, and they had a younger, younger boy. And they would come to me, Jim would come to me, and he would say, Pastor, I just feel like God's called me to the ministry. It just feels like I'm to do something. Now, Jim was in his 60s. He was in his 60s, and and Jim had a good job, man. He had a good-paying job. He was making good money, huh? And and they lived in a nice house. They lived in a nice house and and, and drove, drove nice cars, and I've been to their house, beautiful house. But Jim just said, I just feel like there's more. I just feel like there's, there's just something more out there. I feel like God's called me to ministry. In his 60s, and I would pray with him, and I'd say, Jim, I'm just believing God with you. God's going to do something. I didn't know really what he meant. Then one day, Jim calls me. He says, hey, pastor, I quit my job. I said, you did what? He said, I quit my job. I mean, Mr. Faith here, I'm like, praise God, Jim. What are you going to do for money, you know? What are you going to do for money, Jim? He said, oh, we put our house up for sale. We're buying an RV. I said, really? Praise God. He said, yeah, we're going to go. We're going to go travel. We're going to spend some time with our family in Arizona. But then we're going to move to Colorado Springs. We're going to go to Bible school because I'm believing God's going God's to use us in the ministry. I said, Really? You are? Okay. He said, we're having a garage sale. We're selling all our stuff. (laughs) 
I'm like, wow. Well, guess what, man? They sold their house. They sold cars. They sold their stuff. I mean, at an age when people are thinking nest egg and retirement and, and get taking it easy and living the good life, man, all of a sudden they pack everything they own into an RV. They head out to Arizona for a little while. And the next thing you know, Jim in his 60s is in Bible school in Colorado Springs. Today they work for that same Bible school. They're in ministry. Why? Because one day he just decided to take this giant Hallelujah. He just went for it. Amen. And I'm just like, man, Jim, I'm your biggest fan. Now, I'm not saying you're to do that. I'm just saying they did that. Right? And I was just so amazed at him. I was just like, Jim, yes, that's it. I mean, just take that giant leap of faith. Just believe God. Just believe God. You can do it. I was a teenager growing up. In the 80s, come on now. The greatest movie decade that ever existed. The decade that gave us E.T., praise God. Huh? But there was, a, there was a movie series that started called Indiana Jones. We have any Indiana Jones fans in the house? Right? Love the first one. First one's fantastic. The second one's not so bad. The third one is great. The fourth one, worst movie I have ever seen in my life. It almost killed my childhood, just that fourth one. Kingdom Crystal Skull, terrible, terrible movie. But the third movie in Indiana Jones is called Indiana Jones and and, and the Last Crusade. And Indiana Jones is played by Harrison Ford, and they're on this search. Him and his father, played by Sean Connery, they're on this search to find the Holy Grail. Now, they believe that the Holy Grail, if you drink from the Holy Grail, the cup that Jesus used at the Last Supper, they believe that if you drink from it, you'll have eternal life, that that cup, that water that you drink brings healing power. Well, towards the end of the movie, they're very close to finding this Holy Grail. Well, his father gets shot. And so now Indiana Jones has to find this cup. But to find the cup, he has to go through this series of tests. And one of the tests is called the leap of faith. I want you to watch this little clip from the movie. We're going to take a leap.
Come on, Indiana Jones. My favorite part of that clip is when he lifts his leg up and he just puts all his weight down on what he thinks is nothing and something shows up. Listen, if it had been me, I'd have got a little grip on that rock somewhere and just dabbled my toe over the edge. Anything there? Anything over here? How many of you know? Come on, you do the same thing. Y'all big chickens, y'all know you do the same thing. But how many of you know that's not faith? A leap of faith means you take your weight, come on now, all of your weight, and you transfer it from where you are now to where that leap is. I mean, you just, you go for it. You just go for it. Listen, anything else is not faith. You say, Pastor, can't there be another way? No, there's no other way. I'm not talking about blind faith. I'm not talking about dumb faith. I'm talking about the faith to believe that when you transfer your weight, when you actually make the leap, when you step out there, there's going to be something there that holds you up. Why? Because God's promises are always true. They never lie. They never fail. They never disappoint. If he said it, how many of you know he'll do it? Come on, somebody say amen. God comes through. He always comes through. We may not see it. We just have to believe it. Hallelujah. Let me ask you a couple questions today. just want to ask you a couple questions. The first question is this. What is keeping your feet on the ground? Huh? Is it fear of the unknown? Is it, is it the, the inability to make a, a, a choice? Is it, is it just you don't want to risk where you are now? Things are very comfortable. Things are very normal. You kind of like where you are. You kind of like living this way. Huh? Come on. What is keeping your feet on the ground? See, for some of you, it's, it's God's trying to get you to fix your marriage. Huh? For some of you, it's God's trying to tell you that you've got to leave that sin behind. You've got to break off that mess. You've got to leave that junk behind. For some of you, it's a, it's, a, it's a major transition. For some of you, it's minor transitions. But for all of us, it is a leap of faith that when we step out, God shows up. God comes through. Huh? When we actually say, okay, God, I'm just going to go for it. God is saying, I'll be there. I'll never leave you. I'll never forsake you. Don't be discouraged. Don't be dismayed. Have courage. Amen. You can believe in me. You know that when you step out, I am going to be there. Amen. I told you last year, I, I preached a message, and I talked about that, that, that animal that lives in Africa. It's called the impala, this deer-like animal in Africa. And they found out that this, this deer in Africa called the impala, it can jump 10 feet high and 30 feet long with one jump. Think about that. 10 feet high and 30 feet long. One leap. Yet you can keep it enclosed inside of a zoo with only a three-foot solid wall. Why is that? Why is it that an animal who can leap 10 feet and 30 feet long can stay stuck, stranded, Never leave the confinements of of an area where there's a three-foot solid wall. Why is it? Because the animal will never jump 
where it cannot see the other side. It will always stay confined to those boundaries. It will always stay inside the borders of safety. Why? Because it will never leap where it can't see. Many Christians are like that. Many people are like that. We'll never go anywhere we can't see. We'll never transfer our weight from here to there. We'll never leave what we consider to be solid ground. Why? Because we're afraid of what we don't know. Well, what if I get out there and God lets me down? What if I give the check that God's telling me to give and, and, and he doesn't come through for me? What, what if there's lack? What if, what if I start tithing and, and, and there's not enough? Well, what am I going to do then? Well, listen, here's what the Bible says. The Bible says we live by faith. Yes. Amen? You just have to do it. You just have to do it. I've made some major choices in my life just, just making leaps. I was 24 years old. Huh? And, and I packed everything I owned inside a 1989 Ford Ranger truck, just right in the back of it. Had custom rims. I love that truck. It's a great truck. I packed everything I owned inside the back of it, and I drove five hours to go into the ministry to work a job six days a week, full time, where their only pay was room and board and a tank of gas. No cash. Come on now. For one year, no cash. Just room and board, living in a drug rehab center as a minister. I said as a minister, I was living in a drug rehab center. 13 to 15 guys at one time, one bathroom. It's just a leap of faith. Five hours, never even heard of that town. The church I attended was bigger than the population inside the city limits of that town. That's a true story. Huh? And then, you know, my wife and I were dating, and, and we, got, we got married to her. You are my wife. Goodbye, city life. Some of you are older, you'll get that. Younger ones, you have no idea what I'm talking about. But I said, come on, Cynthia. You are my wife, goodbye city life. And, and away we went. And ten years later, man, we worked and we started pastoring another church. And then God spoke to us to come move back down to South Florida and start a church. We didn't know where. We didn't know how. There was no promise of income. There was no promise uh, of, of steady employment. Uh, she had to get a job. I had to get a second job. I interned at this church and worked another job on the side. And I mean, we're working six days a week. In fact, I went to that church every day. I drove to that church every day. Saturdays, Sundays, Monday, all the way. Every day I had to drive to that church. Every day. We did that for over a year and a half until we started this church. And man, I didn't know what was going to happen. We didn't start the church. We started the church. There was no guaranteed contract. There was no, you're going to make this much money. It's guaranteed no matter what. We just believed God. And then eight years going into pastoring the church, God said, hey, now it's time to buy a building. Huh? So I stood up one Sunday. Some of you were there. I stood up one Sunday. I said, hey, God spoke to us. We're going we're gonna to buy this building on Southern Boulevard. <laughs> Everybody cheered because they thought we already bought it. I said, no, no, no. We don't have it yet. I mean, we got all the money we need. It's just in your pockets. That's the only thing. So we have to raise in six months with 120 people. 
That's all we need is $500,000. Feel free to write the check. And so, and I said, I, I remember saying on a Sunday morning, hey, I just see myself, one day I'll be dangling a set of keys to a building. And then I went home and think, did I really just say that? I mean, and I thought, God, if you don't come through, let me know which, pa- which church you're going to move me to because I'm not pastoring this one anymore. I'm done. I mean, you can't pastor a church after telling people you're going to buy a building and you never, you never get it. You know what? Move along. You know, that's what I was thinking. Huh? So, but then one day, what happened? We dangled a set of keys to a building. Come on, somebody. Why? It was just a leap of faith. Huh? Listen, what is keeping your feet on the ground? And I'm not saying it's major transition, huh? Not everybody writes big checks, but some of you, God's called you to do it, huh? Everybody's called to tithe. Not everybody's called into full-time ministry, but some of you, it's part-time or it's serving God. Every one of us should be free from sin, free from addiction. God's called every one of us to break those things off our life. That takes a leap of faith, huh? There's always something God's called you to do where you're going to have to stand at the edge of of what you know to be safe and secure, and you're going to have to lift your foot up all the way, and you're going to have to transfer your weight from that safe place to where God has called you to be. You have to make a leap. You have to do it. Then the second question I want to ask you today is what would happen if you don't make that leap? Huh? Huh? What would happen if you don't make it? If you don't make that leap, well, let, let's ask Jim. Huh? Let's ask Jim Hartnett. What would happen? Jim, where would you be if you hadn't made that leap? If you haven't bought that RV and, and moved, quit your job, your secure job? Huh? Sell everything you have? Give up your savings and your nest egg and your retirement? Cash it all in? to go to, to move your, your family halfway across the country because you believe that, that, that at, in your 60s, God's called you to ministry? See, if Jim hadn't done that, I don't know where he'd be. He'd probably be very safe. He'd probably be living in a very nice house. Nothing wrong with that. Driving nice cars, nothing wrong with that. Working a secure job, you need those things. Those things are, are, are good to have. Nothing wrong with those things at all. But it wasn't God's plan for his life. Huh? Not for Jim. Not for Diana. Oh, let's ask Joshua. Joshua, what if you had not stepped out in faith? Huh? What if you'd not stepped into the promised land? What if you've not marched around Jericho? What if you've not believed God for all that property? What if you would have just stayed where you were? I'll tell you where Joshua would be. Be wandering. Just be wandering around the desert because they were good at that. They knew the desert, you know. They was very comfortable. They, they lived in it for 40 years. 40 years in the same desert, just wandering in circles. And for some people, that wandering looks like nine to five. Huh? It looks like the big nest egg. It, it looks like the corner office. It looks like the marriage that follows the falling apart. It, it looks like the addiction. Huh? You're just wandering. It looks like those sin habits, those cycles that you can't break free from. And God is saying, no, 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 make a leap. Do something. 
There's a catch. Your foot can't stay here. You have to put your foot where I've called you to go. You just got to make a leap of faith. You got to go for it. Huh? You just have to go for it. I want to read one more scripture to you. Philippians chapter 1, verse 6 says this, being confident of this very thing, that he who has begun a good work in you will complete it until the day of Christ. Listen to this. Paul said in Philippians, I have present day confidence. I have confidence today that God has secured my past. He began a good work in me. He cleaned the slate. He, he washed me clean. He put my feet on the right path, man. He's got me in a safe place. He's got me free. Listen, I'm, I'm out on that edge, but guess what? I'm also confident that he holds my future. I'm also confident that when I lift my foot up and I transfer all my weight from where I am to where I need to be, that God will hold me up God will secure me. God will cause something that's not there to be there. Amen? God will cause something that I can't see to all of a sudden show up to where I can see it. When I step out, God will be there to hold me up. I'm confident of this very thing, that he who has begun a good work in you will see it through and will complete it until the day. Amen? Would you bow your heads and close your eyes for just a moment? It's called a leap, a leap of faith. As I was studying for this message, I said, God, why now? It's summertime. People are in and out. They're on vacation. They're here one week. They're gone the next. I don't know who's showing up. Attendance is not exactly at an all-time high the month of June. I said, God, why would you have me to preach this message? Maybe I should wait till the fall, or wait, should I wait, wait till people come back from, from being out of town, and, and we've got people who leave for the entire summer. God, why now? People sometimes aren't focused during the summer. And God said, that's exactly why I want you to preach it right now. Because there are going to be people here who are distracted, who have allowed complacency and apathy, strongholds, huh? addictions, allowed the day-to-day routine of life to keep them from making that leap. With every head bowed and every eye closed, I want to, first of all...